It's your boy, your nephew, your cousin. It's the Don. Chaz Evans, you're checking out the hottest podcast in the world, the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, Roic Well, now, by this time, you have already figured this out. This is now entering 201, and of course, as always, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dogler, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, but like every good Sherpa, which by now, you should be saying it, I am your Sherpa, because, you know, I am. It's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see the man right next to me. He comes to us from C3W, SCWA, IWA, NWA, EWA, FWA, Outbreak. He's from every single random promotion that you can find on the mid-Atlantic coast. He's always traveling. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's the other half of the Three Count Podcast. He is the host of the debate show. He is the man, the Don, Chaz Evans. Wow. First of all, I was with you till you said IW. I was like, wait, I haven't been there. Then you said, <laughs> and I was like, well, FWA. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I know the intro that you know, that you do. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Cliff actually did homework on me. Oh, I mean, I could go down the rest of the roster if you want. I mean, no, no, that's fine. You don't have fight. to fight. You can find him on IWTV. You've seen him on Outbreak. You've seen him a part. Uh, actually, he'll be part of a uh, New York fight, right? That's coming up soon. Uh, um, and Grapple We Trust. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm-hmm. coming out soon. So, yeah, definitely check that <laughs> out. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, let's be front. Like, you know, you, you've been to a lot of different promotions and we've traveled to a bunch of them of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, like, you and <laughs> you and Prince, like Machiavelli, have been all over the place. Like you guys are like pretty much walking billboards for new black wrestlers. Yeah, like, and the funny thing is, like, last year, if you would have said that to me, I've been like, uh, no, that wouldn't have happened. This give me like five years, then I, I start, you know, I, I believe that. And you're right. Um, it's crazy to think that in like the short amount of time, what me and Prince has done, like it's not I'm not saying that we've done like a lot of stuff, but we've got a lot of traction, and it's it's crazy, <laughs> like it's just it's, it's crazy. Like two years, I think yeah, like two years, and yeah, like you're being like we're being talked about and like featured on stuff with like Darius Lockhart and and and, and O'Shea, and like I'm like <laughs> I look up to these guys, like you know, and they're just like be put in a class like that is just it's crazy it's crazy it's just insane it is true man like one thing that uh you and i we always talk about is that we talk about like the growth that we've had in like the span of two years right and it's one thing that i was thinking about is that you and i have been in roughly about the same amount of time and we have like progressed and pushed and and pulled and fought and continued to keep trying to strive and you know we started up this podcast and we have our debate show and we have our interview show and we've learned so many lessons from those. And I thought it was kind of cool that you and I were talking. I was like, yo, we should definitely, we should do kind of like a notes exchange, right. Of just mm-hmm. things that we've learned over the last two years. And I know there's a lot of wrestlers out there who will probably be like, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I should probably do that. And I should probably check this out. Right. So let's, let's chop it up, man. So <laughs> In your time that you've been in now, right, just a little over two years, 
what is like some of the things that you like seeing from the first time that you've been in the ring to now? Like some of the things I've seen? Yeah, like what have you seen like that's helped you grow as yeah, okay, um, so um yeah, the one thing I, I really is watching other people's matches is like like and just seeing what they're doing because at the end of the day, like especially like you always watch the main event because that's where you want to be, right? I always like especially uh SCWA is, is, is a really good place that we you know, where we can actually, you know, go out there and watch, you know, the rest of the show. Me, me and you all, we always, we sit at the table right there in the back and we watch the rest of the show. And, we, you know, we just see like, oh, okay, oh, I saw how he did that. And, and you know, because you, you learn, like, when you really, as for pro athletes, when you train yourself in that sport, you start to, like, watch other people do it and you start to pick up on things. It's kind of like how, how coaches do with film. Like, I've stopped watching wrestling, even on TV. Like, I stopped watching wrestling from the entertainment standpoint and watching it as a, as, a, as a learning strategy. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, how many times, like, I've sat and watched, and watched a match on AEW or watched a match, a pay-per-view on WWE, and I go, oh, that's dope. Let me write that down so I can don't, <laughs> like, I don't forget that. So, like, just definitely like, looking at wrestling from a – a learning standpoint instead of entertainment. Like, yes, I, I still get excited and some things will be like, I still mark out and pop for things. Like, I still scream and do flare bumps when some insane spot happens on on the TV. But, like, I'm learning from it. Like, I'm watching. Because that's where I want to be. I want to be on TV. I, I want to be on the, the same level as these guys. What are they doing? And how can I, you know, tweak what I already have to match what they're doing so I can get on that level. So it's really just learning because I think we, I forgot who said it, but a lot of people actually said on the podcast, once you start learning and you stop learning, that's when you need to be out. Yeah. And that's so true because every time, because even I promise you, even the, the top guys, like your John Moxley's, even your Romans are getting notes like, you can do this better. You can do this better. Then no one's out here perfect. They're, you know? So I feel like, all right, once you, you know, continue to learn and learn and learn, I'm like, all right, cool. That's what makes me want to get out there more. Like, all right, cool. What can I learn now? Apply, you know, and maybe not apply some things because, you know, you can always get bad advice from people. <laughs> not every advice is good advice. But, and just put you to work and just, like, figure it out. I think that's the joy of, like, indie wrestling. It's, it's the, the one it's thing the figuring out part. Yeah, it's it's the one thing you said. It's like you're you stop like you stop watching wrestling in the entertainment sense, and you start watching wrestling to like dissect like what you can learn, right? So he says like the psychology rate of like how a match is put together, or just the psychology of what two wrestlers are working together in a hold to like what's being done to help push that match into a bigger orchestra, right? So I was like, I'll be I was at AW right at, in Baltimore, and I was just watching. Right. And I popped for a move that Deanna Prazo did on Mercedes Martinez. Right. And nobody else in the, you could tell fans from workers because nobody else popped for the move. I was the only one like loud as shit. Like everything was dead quiet. Now I saw uh, 
what happened was is Mercedes was in a wrist lock. She got pulled down, and then uh, Diano put her legs in between and then pushed, made it look like she, you know, hyperextended out uh, Mercedes' leg or arm, and I popped. And I was like, oh, let's go, and nobody else, just dead silent. And I was the only one who was just excited to see this one move. And I was like, I'm going to take this move, and I'm going to use it somewhere right. in, in the world. But it's it's that it's the idea that you're watching wrestling and you stop watching it to get popped for big moves, but you're starting to you're getting popped now because you're like, damn, like I like that lock or damn, I want to be able to hit that. And I mean, we're all that way, but it was just cool. It, it's, it's definitely something I've noticed over the last uh, actually the last six months that mm-hmm. I stopped paying attention to matches that were not that I don't get excited about them like you were saying, right? But it's definitely, I stopped getting excited about those matches and pulled myself out and was just like, all right, what can I take away from this match? What am I learning about this match? And then what's even crazier is what can I do to avoid doing those pitfalls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I learned that, huh, learned in college, um, that one of the uh, rules in acting, uh, acting uh, teacher, Ray Berta, uh, he does he does Broadway. He's not no, you know, super big star, but he does Broadway shows. Um he was on. He, he was on Constantine at one point. He didn't like, like he knows. You know what you call it. Man. But anyway, he told us like one of the first rules in acting is what you call it. He said cheat and steal. And he just these were on the board when we walk in the first day of class. And of course he explained it. But he's like cheat by stealing other people's stuff. Like, like in a sense of you see how they work. All right, you see what works. You take that and have to apply it to you because if it works, that means it's good. He was like, you know, admire each other's work, but steal from each other. And I was like, wow. And it's the same thing with wrestling. Like, not necessarily we're stealing it from the, uh, from another person. Because, like, I mean, come on. Like, no one owns any wrestling movie. Like, really. Like, it's, unless somebody show me a trademark or patent. <laughs> like, no one owns the wrestling move. So if someone does something in a match, I'm like, that's tough. I can use that. I write it down, steal it, and use it. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all about learning and evolving, and like we talked really, about on the debate show, as far as Jericho evolving, you know yeah. how he's constantly evolving. That's why he's you know can you know maintain a thirty year career. He's always evolving. <laughs> it's it's just funny because like full transparency for people who don't know, we're recording this on the sixteenth. <laughs> so give me an idea. Go back, watch the fifteenth uh, of May. You'll see what episode we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> It was a, a debate between uh, Jericho and Michaels on who is the goat. Um, but you know, you're you're right. Like we always borrow stuff and cheat and, and, and take stuff from other people because we know like that stuff's gonna work if we can do it. And psychologically, we can also get that kind of advantage as well with the crowd and be able to draw them into what we're doing. Uh, That's how I know I'm good because you always steal my shit. Man, listen when you. Can do- <laughs> When you do the steamroller flip, come talk to me because that's definitely <laughs> something that I've been able to, to learn, right, which, is, right. which is something that we should also be talking about, right? Is that what we end up finding out is that a lot of a lot of people will stop training and they'll go to shows, right? And they're not saying that they're not bad, right? Not saying that they're bad at all. It's just that they stop going to training and then you can see like the plateau yeah. between like where they were and where they are and where they could be, you know? And it's something that we've we've kind of taken to heart too. It's like never stop training, like always be training. And you can learn stuff while you're like at shows. There's no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. But 
to apply the things that you're learning, like you should be applying those in training. And that's something that you and I have kind of taken to heart was like, we're always going to be working more to be able to do things that we want to do better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, factual, factual. Like, yeah, people get, you know, they go to training, they get started on shows, they don't go. And that's the yeah, end. Like you said, they, they plateau. And that's the one thing that I, you know, I try to enforce myself is that I never want to stop training. Like, you think about like professional athlete, like LeBron James, right? This is like he spends like this a crazy amount of money on his conditioning alone. And you got to be like really invest in yourself and to push yourself. Because if you, you may have it, you might be, you could be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, next Roman Reigns. But if you don't train, you got to get there. Like they weren't just, you know, Stone Cold didn't just pop out and was, you know, Austin 316 and, you know, stunning everybody. It took time. Same thing with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wasn't the tribal chief, you know, right off the jump. Same same with Moxie, same with Jericho. Like, you have to evolve. Like, you have to train. It goes back to evolving. That's how you evolve yourself. Because if you just stick to what you were doing, you know, for five years, you're not doing anything different. And the way the business works, the the business, wrestling changes every five years. (laughs) There's always something different every five years. So if you're not, you know, picking up and keeping up with the times, you get swept by. And that's why, you, you you know, you're in the indie scene for 15 years and haven't done anything besides in your little small little network. Because you didn't invest in yourself. I think, okay, so I think there is some truth to that, but I also think that there's some other parts to it too. Like, some, like, because one thing I definitely learned, like, throughout the show and stuff like that is that a lot of wrestlers, they just – they know how to make their money and they make their money in their area and they're just happy with what they're doing. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, absolutely true. Not to say that, not to say that that's the only reason why people like that. Not say, like not everybody wants to do it. Not everybody wants to be at the top. Like, as right. far as like, that's, that, that's factual. Like some people, are, you know, that's what they want to do and that's fine. Yeah, you're right. By all means, like you're happy. I'm talking about the bitter ones. <laughs> and you know, okay. and you know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've been I around. Guess. We've been around them. We know, and the yeah. people are out there like that. That's been like, oh, I've been putting in this amount of time, and I ain't. Yeah, I'm. I should. I should have been got that call. So I've, uh, been, I've been in the business. I've been in the business for 20 years, man. Uh, and then you find out that they've had like 20 matches, and you're just kind of right. like, oh, okay. But you know what? There's I wrestled Matt Hardy in, a, in, a, in the main event in MCW. <laughs> There is those guys though that, um, and I can I'll throw his name out there. Uh, Gino told you so, right? Who has been grinding off like the last sixteen years, right? And although he keeps pushing, and you keep seeing like he's changing and evolving his character from when he was like you know the Puerto Rican poppy all the way up to you know the pit the Puerto Rican pit bull to you know the Frank Sinatra. Exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's like changed up all and he continues to grow and stuff and it's cool because you're talking about 16 years and one thing that you definitely said right at the beginning was that when you're done learning get out and this is a dude who he te- he's he's a teacher right and then he's also a mentor to a lot of other students that aren't his and then you know he's out there on the grind himself and then you see him work places like wwe as an extra mm-hmm. or you see him you know getting invites over to 
uh, to be in North Dakota to teach a seminar, right? He's always like pushing and evolving. You see these growths in these people and then they give that knowledge back, which is definitely really cool and definitely appreciated. And it's, it's cool because we have, you and I, we have so many mentors that we're always bouncing ideas off of. Like, I think, I think that's what helped us accelerate in our growth. And that's why I think both of us understand that we don't, ha- we have a finite amount of time and that we really are going to just like grind super hard and like yeah. as many people as we can, because I mean, everybody from Andino to the guys prolific to Gino to, you know, Sean Donovan, right. Yeah. We, we are always getting, we're always plucking like the, the tree and like getting so much fruit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put in the effort, you know, cause like, like you said, you know, you, you you got in the game late, you know, not, you know, later than, than most people. I'm gonna say get in the late. I'm gonna say <laughs> make it sound like make it sound like you're like 54 getting in the wrestling. <laughs> like I got, a, I had a dream, man. I did that backyard wrestling when I was in my teenage years, and I think I'm gonna do it now. A little <laughs> but it's like, and then I've always gave myself the the 40 limit because I, 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 you know, I want to get back on. I, I want to get back in front of the camera on stage. So that it was always my goal. So, yeah, it's we know the time that we have. We set ourselves. It's like we had, we set ourselves with a plan. We didn't just willy nilly like just go into this. I, I also look at it the fact that you know we're both family men. We both have wife and kids, and we're like, all right, like this got to work because you know this is for them, you know, in a sense, you know. So I think that also plays in the fact. You know, because a lot, a lot of the, you know, not independent wrestlers, you know, are young, you know, fresh out of college and just like, hey, let's go till we go. Where we as, huh, we can't go as we go. We got, you know, we got to make, make sure the fort good. And then, we you know, we can go as we do. But we have, it's like we have responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely that balance that we definitely have to find, right? Like it keeps us grounded. That's the word I want. That's yeah. Because yeah. you can get lost. Listen, take it from a guy who was in the entertainment world, fresh in college, nineteen years old. Listen, being having a family, having kids, a wife, all that really grounds you. Because this, like, living that like the entertainer style of life, like being an entertainer, doing any type of art, period is draining in itself emotionally but that lifestyle of that you can get swept swept up in it yeah and i think that's one thing i've seen like a lot with enough a lot of different people is that all of a sudden like you get a few bookings right and all of a sudden like your whole attitude changes and i wonder if that's just like a thing that happens with like guys who i don't say that people who've been in for just under like five years i have no idea because like I feel like because like all the stuff that I've been through, all the stuff that you've been through, and then other people kind of like keeping us focused, yeah, <laughs> has has forced us because like I look at some of the other people too, and they and the way they work, and all of a sudden they just have like they they lose their edge, but then they gain like this chip, and that chip just gets bigger every every week, and then their head swells like massively, and you're yeah. like, yo, what is what what right. is this? Like, yeah, like I know, like, I know of a certain person, I'm going to drop names. It's not going to matter. Uh, but when we first started working, 
very excited, very young, very like hip to everything. And as time progressed and they were getting bookings and like people were talking to them and stuff, man, just that all of a sudden it became about them. We're going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. This is how we're going to do this. This is what I want to do for us. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, pump and brakes because like I have no idea why it became about you when it should have became about the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's not even an age thing. I think it's just, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit about the spotlight in the business, right? And yeah. Well, yeah. Cause are, I, you see it. And you want it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, you got to get yours, right? It's, it's, right. it's, it's at the end of the day, you got to get yours. So there's that. Like, that's just, that's, that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's like, that's life. Like that's just life. You you, you got to get yours, and you know some people you got to step on other people's toes. But yeah, but I feel like that's the problem though. Is that like yeah, younger and I want to say younger wrestlers because it let's be real. Like I I'm a young wrestler, right? But I feel like younger wrestlers, like yeah, we're all hungry and stuff like that. But man, at some point, like you 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 cannot try to devour your own because. What ends up happening is that a lot of things turn really quick and then you just become ostracized. And then you're going to be like, what What happened? What the fuck? What, what, what went down? And you're just like, right. well, this is what you did, man. You're a shit person to a bunch of people in the back. You're a shit person to a bunch of people in the front. And you're a shit, you're a shit person to a bunch of the fans. Like, ultimately, when you cut the legs out of a lot of different people, you're not getting invited back. So you really oh. just burning bridges. You know what I mean? That's factual. But as we've seen in wrestling, everyone gets an invite. Yeah, it, and that's true. So what's one of your favorite lessons so far that you kind of like picked up on and were able to utilize? <laughs> Slow the fuck down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's you. You'll never truly understand like the importance of slowing the fuck down. <laughs> um, I am an energizer bunny. As if you if you see me work, you see me on the debate show. I am on go. I'm at 110 all day long. <laughs> I'm the energizer bunny. I'm ready to go. So I get excited. I get hyped. I'm ready to go, and that's what hindered me really. For like the first six, eight, six to eight months of like really working and doing shows was I'd get in there and I'm ready to go mile a minute and not understanding that. Let me take my time and let everything marinate, especially especially when I would do heel work. I'm not like now watching back my old matches. I after getting myself in, tagging myself in, it'd be my turn to do some heat. I would do one small thing, a stomp, stomp. All right, tag. Here goes with the tax spot. Whereas I can take a lot of that time, do a move, rest, hold, hold them there, build heat, just slow and steady. And another match I think really was my one, the one I fight. I feel like that was one of the most – I learned so much in that match, and that was eight minutes. It was only eight minutes. And I shout out to Eric Royal. Um because he, he, a breeze to work with. And he really gave me a lot as a heel. Being a smaller heel, he gave me a whole lot. 
And I think part of it, uh, another thing is that he just said, take your time, do you whatever you're going to do, do take your time. We'll work it. We'll be fine. I was like, all right. And I just, what I did, I took my time and I breathe. And I think that's why the crowd really was involved, you know, was hyped for this eight minute match. Like I, I got a, this is awesome chant, like a couple people and like, it wasn't a full chant, but I heard them in the, <laughs> in the crowd. So like, I got a, this is awesome chat at, you know, at a fight show that's going to drop on IWTV. So, but yeah, just slowing down, man. Just not trying to go a mile a minute. I even like told Noah, we, uh, we recently had our first tag match, uh, just us two. And before he went in there, I said, slow the fuck down. And he slowed down and it, and it was perfect. It's just, he said, I heard you. And I slowed down. I said, that's all that matters, bro. <laughs> So it, that's my favorite lesson because I always am constantly telling myself, slow down. So they always they say, if you're working fast, slow down. If you're still if you're still working fast, slow even further down. <laughs> and that's you get more out of the match because you let people breathe and to register certain things. I think it's the biggest thing you just said, like you get to the fans get to register like what what's being shown to them, right? Because that was one thing that, like, you and I, like, we, have, we when we first got in, we were like, all right, we're going to do this. Because I've gone back and looked through, like, some of our practice matches, and I was like, damn, like, there's a lot of potential in these matches, but you could tell, like, we were both so, we were just so hyped to work. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> this lock, this lock, hammer lock, headlock, headlock, and we were just this, that, this, that. And I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, definitely could definitely see like where the problems were. What's funny is though, watching your your match uh, at you know at fight, I was like, damn, dude! Like you could see the massive improvements that have happened from the shadow days to our current situations, right? Yeah. And even like we we recently got to work, um, and I was like, damn! I could just feel it; just felt different, like just being yeah. in the room with you than normal like Same. because the we'll be front when the shadow days were happening like we were definitely like hey uh this that this that and i watched that match back recently like recently oh, wow. recently that was like like that that, that shadow they won i was like weird i was like weird i was like i'm definitely some trash like and i was <laughs> I went back in my first match, and I was like, I'm glad I had Ron with me, but I'm still definitely some trash. And then I watched my most recent one. I was like, you know what? Like, two years later, I'm still some trash. Like, I still Same, like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> me, and Noah, me and Noah were doing film. We were, you know, looking at, you know, just looking at matches. And we started looking. And we were, I went on the phone and told you about it. We were looking at, you know, all our past matches and just saying, like, how will we do this differently? And I was watching, I think it was, oh, what, not, what match was it? It was the uh what oh it was the the uh it was our first match in 2021. It was AFCW. It was this uh fatal four-way tag match, which wasn't going to be good from the jump. Um and I'm looking at me and I'm looking at Prince and I'm like, ew. I was like, I'm gonna take this down, I'm gonna take this off of YouTube. But like, and then just I watched recently, I watched you know our SCWA match. Um and I'm just like, wow, okay. So uh, still, there's some things that can be, you know, we're in tweaked and work, but 
it ain't what was that. <laughs> it's not that, but yeah, man, it's it's the growth that we both have had is it's insane. I this whole this whole pro indie journey we've been on is just insane. Period. Like it's just period. Everything about it has just been insane. I'll tell you, you know, starting off the fact that the pandemic happened and that's when we, you know, make our debut when there's no wrestling. Right. And like it's to, you know, post pandemic, whether it's whether you want to call it post pandemic or not. But like to now is just, just insane. <laughs> well, I was looking at my so I was looking at my calendar, right? Because I don't know if you know, but I've been writing down every single match that I've had from my first debut match to the most. Oh, wow. no, I have not. Wow. So I only have four matches in 2020. That's really? it. Yeah, four. You would have thought I'd wrestle a lot more, but I only have four. And in 2021, I had 17, right? Okay. And I know guys who have worked 17 matches in a <laughs> month. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, they're... This this year, like I'm already on pace to hit over that amount of matches, and we're only half, we're not even halfway through the year. Yeah, and I think what's been interesting is a lot of people say this too: is it's match time, right? Like you just have to be in the match, like to get like to get that experience that you're looking for to get better. Like you have to have that match time. And I think one of the things that I definitely appreciated was when I go back and look and work with more guys who are experienced and stuff. They always tell me that they're like, well, you're really easy to work with. You're a lot of fun. You're, you know, you, you listen well, which mm. that's probably the best advice that I think I've ever got was just listen. You're like, and you don't, you don't panic. And I was like, I think the reason I don't panic is because of something that Sicken said to me, right? Was that it's because, you know, one thing that people always talk about, it's not when you're going to, it's not if you get hurt, but when you get hurt, but more importantly, it's not if you mess up, but when you mess up and how do you recover from those mess ups, right? Yeah. I've been so fortunate that I've been able to watch a lot of my videos where a lot of my matches where I've made these mistakes. And then the next time this come around, I've been able to kind of not really, I won't say mask it, but at least cover it to some extent so that I like, it doesn't look as apparent, right? I can still pick it out, but it's not as, as faulty as what it looked like before. And I think that's, such a, uh, a a testament to like hearing that and then applying it and using that constantly. And I tell a lot of people who come to training now that I'm just like, Hey man, just know you're going to fuck up a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, make all the mistakes that you want in this ring. And even in the show, because if you mess up in the show and you just like shrug it off, smile, say, yeah. trash or do something, you can kind of hide it. But if you're in a, if you're at practice and you mess up, bro, just get up and try it again. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's important is that that's a part of being in growth, right? It's not only just being able to watch video and utilize what you're and know what you're messing up, but then going back and practicing and understanding like, oh, this was a situation I was in last time. If this happens, I'm going to do this. Right. So like something I'll I'll, I'll talk about it like here on the show. Right. Um, If you go back and you watch my match with Cade uh, Lothbrock, right. It's going to be attached to um, IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling. So I pick up Cade. And one thing that I normally like to do is I like to pick up, pick up guys, talk some shit, right? And then, you know, and do the spine buster. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to mention that to Cade. So Cade didn't post and I picked him up. And as I walk in with him, I stumble and I drop him. Like not in the center of the ring, which was another lesson that needs to be taught. But I dropped him, you know, kind of close to the, to the turnbuckle. And then, you know, I went for the pin. 
which was the good part. But uh, the one thing, you know, I went to the back and I was thinking to myself, I was like, listen, if that happens again, if you know it's a bigger guy, just take him down. Don't don't worry about the the, the pickup, the spine buster, hole and whatever it is. There's some guys you're going to be able to just do it with and some guys that you're not. And psychologically yeah. for me, I have to remember that guys who are bigger than me, just take them down. Guys who are smaller than me, yeah, pick them up, talk your shit. That way you can show off your strength. But you've already displayed your strength by showing that you can pick up this individual. And it, and it, I forgot mm-hmm. about that lesson until I watched my match back with Beastman and then watched it back with Cade. Because that spine buster, Beastman didn't post up. Like, he didn't, like, post up long enough for me to hit him with the spine buster. He's just like, listen, you're big. He's like, but it, and I got to think about this, too. He's like, you're big. You pick me up. You take me down. And I should have done the same thing with Cade. And see, that's a, that's the thing I can play back. Because if I hold up Cade, it takes away from his size and it makes him look dumb. And I have to right. remember to somebody else's size. And there's right. just more multi-lessons that I can, like, learn and peel from it like an onion. But though that was, like, something so massive that I was like, okay, that happened. Let's take it away and we'll take away in the next match that I have to do with someone who's in that, who's in that bigger spot. No, same, same. Yeah, definitely the size thing, trying to remember that remember that and the psychology of that is definitely, a, you know, it's big because especially for tag matches, uh, you know, being the smaller guy, you know, compared to Prince, I'm always going to be, you know, when we're, these big, when we're baby faces, I'm always going to be the one taking the heat. It's just, it makes sense. He's the bigger guy. Can I have him come in, fire up. He can do all these big power moves for the hot tag. Now, does that to say that there are times where I won't do the hot tag? I mean, there are times, but you gotta. I always remember that my size, and I don't want to make them look dumb. Right. And then right. sometimes I have issues. I, I still, you know, I still work on because I'm a smaller guy. I sh- a lot a lot of people shouldn't be bumping for me off jump, even though I, you know, I am, you know, I got the guns. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but yeah, it's yeah, it's you look back because like now. I look at um, back at an old match. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I should have definitely took the heat. This is a specific match I'm thinking about too. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I should have took the heat. It makes no sense of me coming in, like, <laughs> like yeah. But, but yeah, there's like a lot of things that you just end up picking up just psychologically wise, and I don't want to drop all secrets, right? Right. Now. Yeah. It was something that I learned on Young Rock. Right. This was this is a perfect example. It's when Young Rock. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is and this is what it is, right? And anybody who's gonna be like, "You're exposed," whatever, man. The Rock has already exposed this part. But anyway, um, so it was a scene where Rock was wrestling the Brooklyn Brawler, right? Uh-huh. And uh, Brooklyn Brawler took him down, put him in a put him in a sleeper, right? And or just a rear naked choke, just had him sitting down. And uh, Rock was like, he's like struggling, right? And then he was like, uh, "What, what, what do I do next?" And yo. Brooklyn Brawler says, calm down. Just listen. If the crowd is going to get into it, they're getting into it any minute now. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, holy shit. Like, this goes back to what you were saying about slowing down, right? It was like, he slowed down. They were listening to the crowd. And then the crowd was like, come on, let's go. And then they started getting behind him. And I was like, yo, that is just. Yeah. Bro. That is major. <laughs> I, that is, I, that's why I want to run back my match with Prolific. I <laughs> I lie to you not, man. Like I think that was the wake up call. <laughs> that was legit the wake up call. I will say that that was the match that woke me and me and Prince up. Was like, all right, 
it's that you know that's we got to put in we got to put in legitimately put in work because that was garbage and that's and it was not it wasn't up to our standard that's why i i don't, I don't even watch it i have it saved but i don't watch it because granted yeah we had you know we had a booking the night before from west virginia to do a taping you know in pg the next day tired driving gas cool that you know plays into a part but you did that same drive you had you had a fairly decent match not to say that you know you mean you you know it's just if you can do it so can we and i think you know our head wasn't in it we weren't so but yeah i want to redo it because i know pure ignorance and prolific can make magic i know like i just uh knowing we were at we were not at we were not ready (laughs) oh no by all means I, I got I got put in a fortunate position. Like you guys <laughs> got put into this position where it was like, here you are with Isaiah and Marquise, and like you guys gotta go, right? I got a position where I got put in with Ron Holiday and Darius Carter, which by all means Darius obviously made a veteran that he is. Understood that. Ayo, hey, this is match number two for this guy who's green as shit. Yeah. Still green, still green, right? It's just super, super, super green, like fresh. Like new, and he's like, "Let me help take care of this guy because he's the face. We're gonna try to get him over." And that was the one thing that I appreciated was that Darius was like, "Hey, you know," and he was like, "Hey, try to listen." And yo, this was the best part, and I don't think we've ever talked about this part. But he was like, "Hey, try your best to listen to me as we go through. We're gonna see what you can what you can get done." He knew he knew the spots that I had talked to him about previously, right? But it was a moment in the match, right? It was right in the beginning where. Darius was testing me, right? And he just wanted to see how well I could listen. And so I very softly, man, he grabs me and he pulls me in. He was like, bump, bam, hits me with this European. And I bumped. And he just goes, he slid over and he was just like, and then he's walked over and picks me up. And I watched the video back and I saw it. And it was the first time I noticed it was like uh, a couple weeks back. And I remember him coming to me and he was like talking about these notes and stuff, right? And the one thing he just... He said this in passing so slightly, but then it was so, it stuck with me now that I'm thinking about it back. And he was like, he's like, no, dude. He's like, uh, yeah. He's like, yo, it's crazy. Cause I didn't think you heard what I said. And they, you know, he was like, it was good on you. And he came back to me and he was like, these are some things that I think you should do to change this, add this, uh, come up with something different here. There was just a lot added to it, but more importantly, it was the fact that it's so, he was just like, bump. and he just, the way he said it. And then he hit me and I bumped and he was just like, yep. <laughs> No, like, I think oh. also, I, you know, I think I think instinct too, because we, I think, and one thing I also I feel with us is we have good instincts. Yeah, and and we tend to trust our instincts, especially in situations like that where it may get you know a little chaotic. We trust our instincts, and we get you know we eventually get back on track. But I, I think that that also plays in the fact too. You have you have really good wrestling instincts, like you have a real good like your IQ level in two K is at like a ninety seven. <laughs> <I think, laughs> I think one of the bigger lessons too, and this is something that we've talked about numerous times, like off, off camera, as well as on camera, and uh, maybe not on camera, like on the show, but it's something that we'll talk about, uh, is not dying, right? Oh. Which I had a habit of like doing yeah. ridiculously, right? Because yeah. like, you know, you take a punch, you get beat down, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then like, at a point, like I just wouldn't fight back. And I watched, I watched my match back with J.S. Hawthorne and I was like, yeah, dude, you didn't throw like a single punch. You didn't do anything. So when I'm 
when I'm in these other matches now, like I see myself like throwing a punch back or like pushing a person back or like throwing a kick and trying to keep them away from me, right? Keeping like the distance. It took a long time to to figure that out. And I think it was because one, I've been put in positions with people who uh, who who allow me to, who will say those things back to me and I'll react instinctively. Like they'll be like, you know, shot and just walk away and come back and bam, I hit him with a shot. Now it's getting to the point where it's like, they come in and bam, I'll hit them with a shot and then like, we'll keep it moving. So a perfect example would be like uh, at HWF with Andino, right? Like anytime that Andino was like walking away, he'd come back, I'd give him a shot. And maybe part of it too is that I'm comfortable working with him because that's full blown, we train with him. (laughs) That's my dog, that's the GOAT, that's the GOAT, that's the GOAT. Shout out to Andino, GOAT. It was, I think that's the other part too. And then even when I was working with TJ, like I understood like, oh yeah, shot, you know, oh, take a shot back, you know, throw one, kick one, you know, just those little things. What I ended up learning too, this was something that Sicken ended up teaching me afterwards was in another match, there was a manager who was like choking me and like stuff like that. He's like, dude, pie face him, push him away, fight back. He's like, you're just, you're just getting choked on the ropes. He's like, you're selling it and you're making your facials, right? That you're being choked. But he's like, but you're not fighting back. He's like, just push back. So in another match, there was a manager who was choking me, and I like high faced him like out of the way because I was like, fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, stop touching me. And <laughs> it's it's weird. It's it's weird to hear those back, and it you know obviously apply what you're learning. And I think yeah. that's what I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is that you have to remember like everybody and everybody's working together. But you gotta also not die. You gotta fight back, <laughs> right? Yeah, because if you don't, it, I was like, you don't fight back. There's no reason to cheer for you. No, <laughs> it's like it's, it's 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 a roller coaster. There are highs and there are lows. Like that's where you get the crowd. Like you bring them up, bring them up. They'll bring them back down. But then you got that one last. You gonna get up and then you come down with the you know the comeback. There you go down there. There's the dip. Ah, they're all riled up and all that. Yeah, man, it's it's like a roller coaster. There are highs and lows. And so, like, when you fight back, they give him a little chance to, to cheer for you. That's when the heel comes down, cuts that off. Bow, boo. <laughs> it just it's, it builds up. It builds up. That's when yeah. you have, you know, when you're really good, that's when they all go, you know, batshit crazy. <laughs> oh, I love I love that that part where in uh you get like a, like you're you're going back and forth. You can feel the crowd is like getting yeah. ready to explode, and then you like boom that big that big double down, and then the crowd is just ain't shit crazy. Like oh my god, what just happened? Right, and then, like everybody's trying to like trying to get you back into it and stuff, and you're you know obviously down because you're just yeah. you're tired. Right. <laughs> I, I, yep, I, I know. I can think back a couple matches where I'm just like oh. Oh, they're into this one. All right, they go. I look over. Okay, we're still down. All right, okay, cool. <laughs> so I get my breath real quick. That's also, I think, something else that a lot of people don't talk about a lot, and it's something that we should definitely address now, right? Since we're talking about it, cardio. <laughs> Yo, I remember. I remember second saying this, right? He's like, "There's three types of. There's three types of shape, right? You're in shape. You're out of shape." And then you're in ring shape, right? And I look at a lot of people, and man, I <laughs> I remember being completely exhausted my first like 
10 matches in, in, in wrestling, right? Just being dog tired. But then like this year, like I have yet to feel like I've been overly exhausted. Like I've had, I've had a lot of good matches where I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not dead. Like I'm just, I just know like I worked hard. Right, like, you, were, you were you did strenuous activity, yeah, yeah. I can I can get up and like walk this up. There have been times where I was like, no, I just feel like someone needs to peel me off this mat because I'm just dead. But this year alone, man, I feel like I finally got my cardio like up and in a good spot. Like it could be better, like no mm-hmm. doubt. Like I'm not running a 60 minute Broadway, right? Right. But I can definitely I can definitely like work, and I feel like I can actually work now and listen better and and be, you know continually evolving and changing. I think that's important that, you know, cardio, work on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Because I, I, even like, my, I haven't done a lot of shows this half of the year, but definitely my the, our last show, I was just, after our match, I was like, damn, I can go for another match. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was it. And I think that was, it was 10 minutes. And I was like, damn. I'm not tired. I, mean, I'm like, I can go again. Y'all need me? You got Battle Royal or something going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, like cardio is it, it, really important as much as people don't want to think it is. Because if you're gassed, you can't, you know, not only protect you yourself, but you can't protect your opponent. And like, yeah, <laughs> that's a no no. I feel like there's got to be some kind of ratio for like a bump per like time that you have in the ring, right? Because I say that because like if you're bumping like six or seven times in a match, right? Right. Your cardio is done. Like you're just done. It is what it is. I mean it's because if you're in a 10 minute match and you bump 10 six times, you mean like that's a lot of like hitting, getting air knocked out of you, getting back up and like working, right? So I always I always think to myself like, man, I'm trying to put in like, you know, close to 60 minutes of cardio this this week right it's a lot to say right because you know obviously 12 minutes if you're doing 12 minutes of cardio you do it five days a week that's 60 minutes there you go it's simple math right but um you, your average match is going to go eight to ten minutes right and if you right. can if you're holding out cardio strenuous cardio at like you know close to 12 minutes you're going to be pretty you're going to be okay right and i think i think there's got to be some kind of like i i might have to go ask more people and just kind of get a good gauge Maybe maybe someone like Sin uh, Sin Body could answer it. Oh, but oh, I feel I, like I, there's yeah. got to be like that that one to three, one to four. Like for every bump, you're taking out so many minutes out of yourself yeah. out of the match. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not good with math, so I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say, you know, for every bump that you take, you know, that's probably like a minute and a half that you've taken off your cardio. So you know, you should probably think about that. <laughs> You know what? You could say that, and I'll be like, "That's right." Because I'm not. <laughs> oh, I was going to share with you, man, one of the best pieces of advice that I received, right? And I just kind of want to see what you, how you feel about it, right? Because uh, this is something we've talked about offline, but we've also talked about this. We actually talked about this on the debate show. Um, but you know, a good friend of ours, a good mentors of ours, O'Shea Edwards. Thank you for this piece of advice. Uh, it was something that definitely we should talk about, right? Because something we've learned, right, while we've been in this is that you're going to make a lot of acquaintances, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a lot of friends. And then you're going to have your team. And you're going to have those people that are in your corner. But just know that every one of your acquaintances aren't your friends who's on your team, who's in your corner. 
So you should keep your circle small and understand like who's really in your corner versus who's on your team, right? And I think about that all the time, man, because it's been like, it's constantly on my mind that when I look back and I look at a lot of the people that I've, I talk to, there's been a lot of people who who I know are on my team and I know they're on my team, but there's not a lot of people that are in my corner. And I know yeah. that because no. I can look at those guys and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just, there's just, there's just a disconnect there. So I'm kind of curious as to you, like, how does that, how's that lesson like applied to you? Um, the funny thing is this, this, it's a lesson that I already knew. It's one of those things I feel was like ingrained in me. Like I had, I was, you know, fortunate enough to have great male mentors growing up. And I think that was instilled in me growing up. So I already knew like that everybody that I knew wasn't my friend who claimed to be my friend and not everybody who was like in my circle isn't always for me. So it's, and when you bring it to wrestling, it's so true. Cause like, like I said earlier, everybody's got to get theirs. And so like people can like, even though everybody's on, you know, you can be on the same team, but there's also those like that got to get theirs. They're going to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, I got to make sure that I'm at the top or, you know, whatnot. Not to say that they would, you know, backstab you or anything, but, you know, there's still that individual, you know, goal. But it's true. I mean, it's like that in, 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 in any business, especially especially entertainment, because everybody, it's a cutthroat business. Being in show business is, 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 is cutthroat. doesn't matter what form it is, whether it's you're an actor, a singer, a dancer, wrestler. If you're in a, like, any type of performance, it's cutthroat because there are other people, other people out there like you, right? It's always what's the next thing? What's the next thing that's going to, you know, that's hot. So it's that's probably that's that's the advice anybody should know. Not even just getting in the business. That's a good life advice. Point blank. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how you creepy. avoid getting yourself, you know, used. <laughs> No, I mean, and, and you're right. It's one of those things that's just been crazy where I was like, I sat back and thought about it and then looked and like, kind of like, I don't say, I don't say mentor or just, I don't know, it's kind of molded and thought about it and just kept thinking about it and hammering at the idea. And legit, like I had to do like a gut check and just kind of like check through my list of, of, of people that I know and people who I would, who would I, I thought were my friends, just not just investing wise, but just kind of life wise and just been like, okay, well, like, there's half of you, and I just eliminate that half. And then I look at the other, and then from the half that I've eliminated, uh, the half that I still have, I have to remember that I'm going to have to cut out two-thirds of those people because they're, even though they're yeah. like, they're my friends and I, I can talk to them and stuff like that, I just know at the end of the day, they don't see the, the things that I see, right? And then you got to really look at, like, your, your corner, right? And then just kind of decide, just, is everybody here understanding what your goal is, what your mission is, what you're trying to push and what you're trying to achieve. And at that point, if they're not on your page, then you're going to have to cut those people out and you're going to have to keep pushing, you know, because I know, I know what the end goal is for us, at, at least for this podcast. And I know what the end goal is mm-hmm. for myself as far as being a, a wrestler. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to be in my corner or on my team, then hey, yo, man, like, just keep it pushing. Not, like, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate you that you you support me. But if you're not supporting me in this aspect of what I'm trying to do, by all means, I appreciate you being here. But 
you know, if I need to come to you and ask you about something, you're gonna be like, mm, you know what? Nah, I can't. I can't help you. I mean, I appreciate you, but I gotta go to my corner, and my corner is gonna help me get to where I need to get to. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and that's 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 life. That's life. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's tough, whatever, though, man. Whatever you, whatever is that, whatever that goal that you're trying to get to, you know, if they're not in your corner, then you. Like I, you know, you cool and all. Like, yeah, I, you know, I check you later, but I'm gonna go this way and you know, be about my business, do what I gotta do. And yeah, that's that, that's life. Yeah, it is tough, man, because you're like, man, like you have all these circles that you run in, and you understand, like, not every there's not the circle is not all in, not all circles are gonna intersect, right? Like you might find one right. person yes. who might be down with everything that you did, but that might be it. <laughs> that might be the only, you might find one person. And I think that's what's crazy. Yeah, that's like, I just, I think about that all the time. I'm like, damn, bro, like that is insane to me to think about. So we got to talk about one last thing, man, before we, we pop over to, you know, yeah. the new segment for this. I, I, I can... You promised me five people. <laughs> oh, if that's, I have to go back and I, if I had to really think about it, I probably got maybe, maybe one or two <laughs> you know, that are down with like all the, all the, all the bullshit that I do. I think maybe one or two, <laughs> you just down with me for that's everything. <laughs> but so, you know, one thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about a lot and wrestling too is travel, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of road that we have put down, like just you and I, just in the past two years, yeah, put down a ton of miles to go to different shows and different, you know, different shows and, and to work, right? Um, but it also comes down to having a good team of just people that you can kind of fuck with and vibe with while as you're driving along. And, uh, you know, what is some of the biggest takeaways that you've taken from from those car journeys? Uh, sometimes don't always go to uh, sheets on that on that ride back. That's sometimes that, that late night sheets run will mess you up the next day. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just the, uh, you know, just the, the exchanging of ideas, really. Um, and j- just the camaraderie. I think that's, that's, that's one of the, you know, the best things, it, especially just hanging with your guys, you know, your boy, your team. Like half the time, you don't have to be talking about wrestling. You know, it could be just whatever. And, you know, those are probably, you know, some of the best ones. And then, of course, you know, you get all your funny moments and you got those crazy car stories. But, you know, most of those are with your friends, you know, like your actual team. Because, like, let's be real. You're not sitting in a car with anybody just, you know, for over three hours. (laughs) Really. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorites is like being able to sit back and just like enjoy. I know it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell the story here on the show. Uh, and Dino and I, we went to HWF. We were coming home, and uh, I hit random on the shuffle right on the on the iPod on the Apple Music as we're driving back down. 
And I don't know why, man, but for the three hours that we were driving back, nothing but 50 Cent was playing. <laughs> it was by accident. It was just all 50 playing. I have no idea why, but it was just all 50 playing. And, uh, yo, and, you know, it was like, man, this this is the best trip. It's like I got in this car and the car was just like, oh, Andino's here, all 50, all the time. <laughs> so we listened to like three hours of 50 cent, just <laughs> driving back. It was the most ridiculous car ride. <laughs> but yo, know, it was just something that was cool. And then obviously like we got to share like some advice and, and you know, that's exchange fun. information that we were learning from like the, the road, but it was just, it was just cool to just sit back and that was just that one fun story that just kind of came to mind i was thinking about while we were driving back and i was like yeah that definitely happened and uh i thought it was just i would, it was funny because like i got in the car the next day hit the shuffle again and no everything else changed like i was like yo so that one time we got three hours and 50 cent i was like it's crazy but it was cool so <laughs> nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it Nothing wrong with three hours and 50 cents. <laughs> Bet, man. But we're going to get into one of my favorite parts uh, as we wrap this up, right? So we're going to call this something that you're familiar with because we, we have ran this before, but we're going to run this on this show. It is called Pin Submit DQ. And uh, it works like this, man. I'm going to fire off three names, three rounds, three names, right? You got to pin one, submit one, DQ one. Um yeah. All right. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting. <laughs> Bet. So we're going to go off the first three names, right? We're just going to fire off Riot City. So we're going to go with uh, Sicken, Ron Holiday, and uh, Jason Drake. All right. So I'm pinning Jason Drake. I'm uh, submitting Sicken just because it's Sicken. <laughs> And I would love to rub it in his face that I made him tap out. And then uh, DQ, Ron, because it's, it's fucking Ron. <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll use the car, right? Uh, so for that, we're talking about Prince Machiavelli. We're talking about Noah Idol. And of course, Red Dog himself. Uh, there's your three. Okay. Oh wow! All right, this is the, I'm going to get heat for this one. All right, um, I, I'm submitting Noah. <laughs> um, I'm pinning you, and then I'm DQing Prince because it's like everything. everything in any list that we're a part of, he's always one above me. And he's just got to get... Yeah, it's got to fuck him up. I'm better than him. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the last one, man, we're just going to really just kind of throw out uh, three names out here for you. Uh, MJF, Kenny Omega, and my travel chief, your travel chief, the man that sits at the head of the table, Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh. 
Well, I would never, ever try to submit or pin the Chiefs. So we're just going to put that a DQ right there. All right. Um, then we're going to do, uh, we'll pin MJF. And then um, we'll submit Kenny Omega. <laughs> that. There you go. That was a hard he one. <laughs> pin submits and DQs. But uh, let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Chaz underscore the Don. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, your Pure Ignorance YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Pure Ignorance. Once you see the three black guys, that's us. Um, yeah, definitely subscribe. Uh, also, you can catch me on this network right here, the Three Count Podcast, on my debate show. All right. You know, on Sundays uh, between 5 and 5.30, we just, me and Cliff, argue with each other. Sometimes we have our friends come in. But normally at this point in time, A, I'll be arguing with Cliff and Cliff argues with me. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Yeah, that's it. I'm going to be in a movie soon. So I can't talk about it. But, so, yeah. Well, that, there you go. He gave you all the handles. He told you where you can find him, you know, like the link down below right here that says the Spring Out Podcast. That's that's ours. But like every good part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering 201. That's right. And we're sitting right here with the man, the myth, the legend, the Don, Chaz Evans. Because, you know, like every good Sherpa, you got to have a Sherpa who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. But you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Talk Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So, show us some support, please.